Hello and welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the State Vault Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I want to touch on, it was a recent clip that I I, I watched and I want to do a breakdown of with uh, Joe Budden and his uh, fiance, Sin Santana. And just what uh, what I'm going to title this episode is really about relationship responsibility. And so in this clip, they uh, actually touch on something that seems like it was more so dealing with the relationship as a collective, but then they kind of touch on something that really, uh, from a depression standpoint, really addresses uh, that particular individual. And then I'm also going to then talk about Peter from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. He used to be married to Cynthia Bailey and the comments that he made about uh, black women uh, wearing natural hair, and I'll address that and go into more detail. But I'm going to start first with the, the clip that I had saw with uh, Joe Button and his fiance. And what was really fascinating about that is, you know, like a lot of couples, you know, you're, you're trying to bridge uh, being two individuals that are trying to come together and build a relationship and a life together. And how do you guys do that individually while doing it collectively? And then how you guys interact with your families has always been a challenge. But one of the things that stood out to me the most about it was where uh, his fiance is in Santana. She's, uh, you know, you know, letting... Uh, Joe know that she's, you know, feeling frustrated in terms of, you know, her level of uh, importance and how much of a priority she is in their relationship. And, uh, you know, you know, like a lot of classic things, you know, it was brought up, you know, about how much he works with guys and and like a lot of things, it's a give and take. But one of the things I think that, you know, ended up being touched on, and I think this also speaks to Joe because he's spent a lot of time in therapies. He was able to really parcel out really quickly what their issues were based off how she was reacting to, to him. And when she ends up, you know, acknowledging like, yeah, I've been dealing with, you know, depression and postpartum depression. What he said actually made a lot of sense. Now, his execution of it overall in terms of how he, he said it, I guess he could have maybe phrased some things a little bit better to her. But usually a lot of the time when you're saying something to somebody and they don't want to hear it, it doesn't really matter how you phrase it. They just don't really want to hear it. So when he said that, hey, your mental health, and I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but your mental health and your stability is a higher priority than our relationship as a whole, and it's secondary. And when he says, I'm okay, if us not being together means that you can truly focus on improving your life uh, mentally and, and, and physically in terms of where you're at as a person, I'm okay with that, that we don't have to be together. Now, some people may hear that and just say like, oh, well, you're being dismissive. You don't really then care about the relationship, but those are plausible um, outcomes and situations that people have to acknowledge and deal with. That, you know, you were existing without a particular person that you're seeing in your life for at least some point in time. So, to, to get too caught up or too frustrated with the fact that you're not getting the reaction that you want in a relationship, I think can be uh, to your own detriment. So what I, I really did like the fact that he was able to acknowledge that because it kind of speaks to a broader range of how we all kind of view relationships as uh, men and women and just in, as people in general and how much of it uh, does it, lie on the particular person you're seeing or how much does it really rely on you speaking for myself personally uh, i can't expect anyone who i'm seeing to either acknowledge heighten or build me in a certain way 
is this, is it an attribute that you should have in relationships? Yeah, because you guys, if you guys are coming together and you guys are, are trying to form a partnership and build a life together, then obviously, you know, having someone be a positive reinforcement there is important. Or should I say a, a positive? To have someone just to agree with you for the sake of agreeing you, I think is counterproductive. And that's what I've been kind of noticing a lot lately when it comes to relationships that, you know, you kind of continue to see unfold, whether it's, you know, personally with friends and family or what you see with the public at large in terms of the way they perceive relationships is that they're looking for it to save them as opposed to serve as something that, okay, it's a part of my life. And it could be a really great part, but that's what it is. It's a part. It can't be all. And again, I know something we've kind of, I've, I've kind of addressed in previous podcasts, especially when it comes to, you know, pop culture and certain things that we, images that we see, you know, as great as Jerry Maguire was and this, the, the, the you know, tail end scene with Tom Cruise was so, so good, you know, being complete by a human being, it sounds nice in the moment to say, but in all actuality, it's, it's, it's not really realistic because, you know, that's subject to change, like a lot of things. So I think you kind of got to be careful when you view the prism of relationships through music and film. I think it's, that's a really touchy thing. It can kind of inform you and give you ideas on how to possibly go about certain things, but it can't be your main source or it can't be your, your, your clear compass of like, okay, this is how I'm going to operate in relationships. And so that was a clip that kind of stood out to me the most, kind of looking over the weekend, because I know we've, in the news, you know, we get kind of top heavy with certain stories and we stay focused on them and, and that's where it's at. And and we kind of don't do too much uh, multitasking in terms of how to view certain topics or wanted to cover, cover them in a more in-depth way. Uh, but I think that's something that was kind of really refreshing to kind of touch on especially recently, because I know that's something that, you know, we all can, can relate to. So um, those are just some of my thoughts that I had on that. I just, I really kind of like the, that, that the dynamic of, of what that kind of represented, because that's a, an argument, or should I say a particular exchange that couples have on a regular basis. And uh, I think to kind of sometimes see that kind of played out where people can see it can kind of inform you and cause a good uh, discussion or debate. Uh, but I'm going to uh, transition from that particular story, and I'm going to touch on on Peter from uh, the Royal Housewives of Atlanta. Now, he was uh, married to Cynthia Bailey, and uh, I know he was on a uh, clip where he was talking about, you know, black women in particular. He kind of touched on wigs or, they, you know, wear weaves, stuff like that to kind of accentuate their hair. And he was making a case for natural hair. And, and, and again, like I understand where he's coming from with that, but it's it's multiple elements to that topic. Number one, I, I, I will say I see where he's coming from in the sense of, especially with black women, you see it all the time. Black women are very much studied and they are followed and they create a lot of different fashion trends and they create a lot of different things that are really, really accepted by the mass at large. Even though a lot of times, uh, media images and a lot of media outlets do a lot to disparage black women. And in some cases you can say based off someone's behavior, it's fair and that's, and that's fine. And in another instance, you can say it's not fair, but, but I understand why uh, he may make that case, especially when you start going from a skin tone debate, especially in our community because of 
there's a lot of European central themes that are now accepted, which it, it's it's always been that way. I think, uh, you know, and it also kind of speaks to cultural appropriation where we've all kind of dabbled in that. I, I completely get that. On the other hand, if you're a woman and you hear that comment, it's like, okay, well, here's another man telling women how, especially women of color, how they should embrace their beauty and how they should carry themselves and how they should look. So I, I completely understand that. I think uh, to a larger point, what you might want to speak to or you can kind of make an assessment on is the fact that a lot of women, especially women of color, between skin bleaching, shaming uh, each other based off of weight, there's a lot of factors as to why that statement a lot of times holds a lot of weight, especially when you hear men, especially black men who have young daughters, why they make that case. Because, you know, a lot of girls get brought up really quickly on how they look and how they should behave and how they should view things and how they should interpret situations. So I definitely get all of that. I think looking at it from a woman's point of view, if it's, hey, listen, if you want to wear your hair a certain way and it's just like, hey, this is something I like to do. It's not something that deals with my self-esteem in the sense where if I didn't have it, I don't know if I can punch it without it. But it's more so it's an extension of me. Then that's fine. I think where some people get a little bit, you know, afraid or someone can be discouraged by seeing that is a lot of times you see a lot of girls who, who don't like themselves, so particularly young black girls. And, and they critique their skin tone and they critique their hair and they don't feel that good about themselves. So I get where Peter was probably coming from overall. And listen, you're not going to be able to do a full breakdown in an Instagram clip of how someone should behave or how someone should look. So I think that's something that, you know, people got to keep in mind. But I completely understand. I know Amber Rose had a response to that. And obviously she's been someone that's been very outspoken and very vocal. For a lot of them, especially women of color. And again, I think a lot of people will get sidetracked on what the message is, if depending on who the messenger is. And it's like, no, if something that someone's saying makes sense, then it's something you should think about and kind of, you can make up your own mind based off what they're talking about, whether or not it's something that you feel is legitimate or not. So I, I think sometimes we get defensive so quickly, as opposed to just hearing someone out and just allowing whatever they said to kind of, think and form and then you respond as a young black man I'm, I'm very much aware of of some of the issues that black women are going through and I can't necessarily speak to that a lot of times I kind of like to you know on, on my end just kind of take myself out of that because I don't know what it's like to be a black woman so I can't tell you how they should feel about their body their hair how they view their profession or any of those type of things so That'll be a mistake on my part to, to, to jump and say that I think I could. Uh, and that works, you know, on the other end as well, you know, trying to tell young black men how to be black men. It's, you know, that that's a very touchy thing that, you know, to go upon, because if men are not, especially black men are not a moral authority on how black women should carry and conduct themselves, then a black woman, by definition, could not be a moral authority on telling a black man on what kind of black man he should be. Or men for that matter. Uh, and I just use that as, again, as an example. It's not, you know, a definite observation on just one group of people or or a gender. That's just an assessment on a mindset. So I think that's something that, you know, we kind of got to uh, look at and hopefully we'll get better at. I, I was thinking about that recently with how old social media is. And it's probably been really 
in effect for about a good 10 to 15 years, especially with, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. And I think the older it gets, the more mature the responses will be, hopefully, and we'll be able to make better judgments from it. I think people get too caught up on a handful of negative comments because a lot of times it's not the the overwhelming majority because not everyone's on Twitter or uh, or Instagram. So uh, those are just some of the thoughts that I had on that particular topic. So I'm looking forward to hopefully making some more videos and addressing that going forward because I think it's very important. But, uh, I just wanted to really want to thank you guys for continuing to support this pod. Been very grateful to Dean all the work that he's been doing to, to put these shows out. Continue to let to get better and expand on these videos. And I know we're going to be doing some more stuff in the future. So I thank you for uh, for supporting us. Definitely continue to like, share, and follow and support our videos. Uh, definitely support us and become a patron. Uh, again, I'm Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific. Uh, continue to follow the Stay Well Podcast. I'm looking forward to doing more sh- of these shows in the future. And I hope you guys have a good week and safe travels no matter where you may be. And, uh, and hopefully we'll uh, continue to do this more in the future. So I hope you guys have a good one.